how many times have you looked at a circumstance in your own life and said, that's not gonna go anywhere, that could never change. And in that comment is probably one of the most dangerous comments that you could ever come into agreement with yourself, not just for pageants, but for relationships, for your spiritual life, for your mental health. When you're entering into new seasons, it's really important to reassess what's going on in the next season and to look forward and to be able to cast vision. It's those things that you do in secret to prepare for those next seasons when no one else is watching that propel you into your future. Hey everybody, Coach Megan here, and this is a very special episode of the Powerhouse Podcast because I have a big announcement to make that will largely, um, well, it'll change my life forever. It has changed my life forever. I just wanted to share it all with you guys since the cat is finally out of the bag. So the announcement is I am pregnant. Um, I'm so excited. Baby Rhodes is on their way. We don't know if it's a boy or girl yet. Maybe we will by the time that this comes out. I get to test in a week or two, which I'm very excited about. And yes, my husband and I are testing for gender because we're, con you know, control freak CEOs. So of course we are. <laughs> it's like everyone's first question. Are you going to find out the gender? I'm like, have you met me? Of course I am. I want to decorate, you know, the, the baby's room and I want to know everything about everything. So we're very excited. And why am I bringing this up on the podcast? Because... When you're entering into new seasons, whether that is a physical season in terms of like spring, summer, winter, fall, or maybe you're going through a transition in a relationship, or maybe you've just gotten first runner up at a pageant, it's really important to reassess what's going on in the next season and to look forward and to be able to cast vision. And, you know, there's no probably bigger time in your life. I would say that this is definitely even bigger than marriage for me, not because it's more or less important. It's just different. By the way, I heard a really great analogy the other day of someone saying, I didn't know how I could love anyone more than my husband. And they were actually worried about that in terms of like bonding with their baby and things like that. And somebody told them the advice that was like, it's not that you need to make more room in the current pie. It's just that like the, the piece of the whole pie gets bigger and you just have more room in your heart to love equally for both, which is so cool as you continue to have more children. I thought that was really special. But, you know, as I've been analyzing, I'm in my second trimester now at the time of this recording, and my sister's pregnant, ready to have her baby any day now. <laughs> so fun being pregnant together and experiencing that as she's my best friend and we're very, very close, as you guys know, previously working for Powerhouse Pageantry and all of that. But you have to redefine seasons as they come. And so often where I feel like people fall into pitfalls when it comes to their goals, their dreams... And I have to raise both hands too, even as a CEO, you know, over the last 12 weeks, like I said, things have been really, really exciting at times and then really, really overwhelming at times and then really busy at times. And then I've been tired during my first trimester or I'm nauseous or, you know, whatever. And so we've had to readjust as a company, but without the luxury of being able to slow down because we are very much in high tide pageant season. And so why I'm sharing this is because... A, I like to take a bite of my own medicine, right, and practice what I preach. And so it's been a really beautiful season working with Coach Kendra and Lizelle, who's our beautiful administrator in the Philippines, and now hiring two, three, we hired f almost five people this quarter while figuring out I was pregnant in the first trimester, <laughs> which is like when you're tired and nauseous all the time, you know? And so every opportunity, every obstacle, every new season is either an obstacle or an opportunity. 
And so much of it is based on your mindset of what you've built up even to that point to be able to handle those things and your perception of how you're going to handle those things. There have even been studies that have talked about how based on your biology, certain people have way more nausea than others, you know, naturally. But there's kind of a funny story when I, I've been talking to several of my other pregnant friends or, or moms that have had several children. And a, a funny thing, like even just talking about nausea, which sometimes feels like a totally in, uncontrollable circumstance. And I had bad nausea from like weeks, I wouldn't say bad, I never, never threw up, thank God, but like weeks six through eight where I needed to like sit down on the couch and make sure my stomach was really full, which P.S., is totally the move. Making sure your stomach is full with something is like the best way to fend off nausea in your first trimester, just PS. But what I found out from a lot of my fellow mom friends was that actually the prenatal that you're taking can cause nausea. And so something as simple as changing your prenatal vitamin can be the thing that helps you not become nauseous, that you just thought, oh, this is my, my biology, this is just the way that it is, it's never going to get better than this, it's, you know, feels like this forever, I can't keep anything down, when in reality it could simply just be your prenatal, and, and there are literally hundreds of kinds of prenatals, right? In addition to that, a combination of B6 with also this other medication you can take at night to help you sleep can help with a lot of nausea, right? Taking your prenatal at night can help with a lot of nausea. So why am I bringing this up for pageant women who are largely not pregnant? Well, how many times have you looked at a circumstance in your own life and said, that thing is fixed and immovable. That's not gonna go anywhere. That could never change. I could never lose the weight. I could never walk like her. I could never talk like her. I could never talk like that. You know, And you just see this incredible distance between where you're at today and the goal that you have. And your mind starts to cannibalize on itself to say, oh, well, you know, I'm just too far that things could never change. And in that comment, things could never change is probably one of the most dangerous comments that you could ever come into agreement with yourself for anything, not just for pageants, but for relationships, for your spiritual life, for your mental health, for your emotional life. The second that you determine that things can't change is the second that they never will. And this is why we have to have such a strong sense of self, strong identity, strong mental habits to be able to launch us into any new season. Because, and this is too, you know, the, the same reason why somebody who is a single mom who got pregnant at 16 is usually a very different circumstance than someone 30 and married who is trying to get pregnant and have a family, right? The mindset behind the, the circumstance, right, of a woman getting pregnant is exactly the same, right? She got pregnant, right? Obviously not how she got pregnant, but the fact is she, she's pregnant in both circumstances. But the circumstances around all of those things, the situation is completely different, right? How she got pregnant could be completely different. How she's feeling is completely different. Whether she's safe and secure, where she's at financially, the support system that she has, all these different things can be massively different that cause anxiety and nervousness and nausea and all these feelings, right? And so how we can help ourselves going into the next season is choosing today how you set yourself up for your current season, how you view your current season, your attitude about that current season, how you talk about that current season, and how you fortify yourself in your soul, your mind, will, and emotions every single day for the, the tasks at hand, right? If you perceive that something is impossible, it's going to be. It doesn't actually mean that it's impossible. Again, the old light bulb homage, right? A thousand ways to not create electricity. And finally, on the 1,001st time or whatever it was, bang, we had electricity. And before that, it was impossible. Before we had the cure for the common cold, 
right? People were dying of influenza left and right. You watch any old, you know, like 1700s, 1800s type show and people are falling over left and right because they just don't have what we know to be modern medicine today, right? And so how are you looking at your circumstances today? What major thing is clanging in your ear, trying to tell you that you're not going to make it, trying to tell you that it's not going to change, trying to tell you that this isn't worth it. It's not worth it to go to the gym and practice because people are just going to laugh at you. What are they going to think of you? It's not worth it to hop on a free strategy call with Coach Megan and her team because maybe Megan won't even like me or maybe I'm not good enough in the first place or I've, I've never placed top 15. So what makes me think that I could place top 15 again, you know? And those thoughts can be really, really dangerous and, and damaging because you are the prophet of your own life in many instances. And everything that my husband and I have been able to create in our own lives have not been handed to us. Yes, obviously, there are some elements of favor, which we're really grateful for, because when you're connected spiritually and you understand that God wants you to be blessed as one of his kids, then the the windows of heaven get to be open in your life. And that's amazing. But that is not the only way that it works, right? That's not a replacement for hard work and dedication. It's not a replacement for consistency. It's not a replacement for integrity. You know, it's not a replacement for having good moral character and treating people with respect, even when no one's patting you on the back or saying "ada girl or watching you publicly, right? And it's those things that you do in secret to prepare for those next seasons when no one else is watching that propel you into your future. I'll end the the podcast um, and leave you guys with this today. It's a really interesting concept, and I've talked about this before, but I think a lot of people look at people that win Miss America, Miss USA, Miss Universe, these different things, and it's really easy to tell yourself that it was just luck. It was just their time. It was just their season. And I absolutely hate when people say that, and I, I get the concept. I'm not, like, yelling at you or anything. But why I don't like when people say that is oftentimes it's negating how hard they've actually worked to get there. Like, I cannot tell you already, and I hope Maddie's listening to this, <laughs> how many people have told me, well, it was just obvious that Maddie was going to win. Well, it was just obvious that that's what Miss America was looking for. I mean, look at her story. And I'm like, yes, her story rocked. She knew her branding. She knew her points. She knew how to hit her points. But guess how she knew that? Guess how she got there? She worked her freaking butt off for years. She did tons of other pageants. She, you know, she fought for every single bit of what she did to get there. And guess what? She didn't have a board like Miss Alabama or Miss Texas or, you know, these big southern states behind her telling her exactly what to do along the way. Colorado doesn't even have flipping locals, okay? So I don't like when people say that. I think it comes from a good place because they're like, oh, she makes sense. She's going to be a great role model. And I love that. And I agree. Maddie's awesome. But... On the, on the flip side of things, that could be a defense mechanism as well. That could be a huge defense mechanism for people to say, oh, well, you know, it's because of how she looks or it's because of this or I wish I had that. And again, they're putting distance between them and the actions that they actually need to take, which they are 100% capable of, by the way. They just maybe emotionally don't want to do it. Maybe it's a little uncomfortable. Maybe it's a little bit outside of your comfort zone. Guess what? So is everything worth having. So is everything worth doing? Do you think having a baby is the easiest thing in the world? No, it's not. But why do people continue to do it all the time? Because the joy of the promise and the joy of the end result is the most amazing thing in the entire world. My mom told me after having three babies in her 30s, after they told her she'd never have children, 
And after trying to get her to terminate my brother's pregnancy because they thought he had Down syndrome, and she said, basically, respectfully, F you, not going to happen. How dare you? And my brother's perfect and awesome. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And uh, after having three totally unmedicated pregnancies, no epidural, no anything, and pretty darn perfect pregnancies, even in her late 30s, it was such an amazing testimony. And she talks about how she's just like, dude, you don't even remember the pain. Like, even if you you know, labor, you know, labor and contractions and all these things. Yes, it's painful, but she's like, I got you guys. And at the end of the day, as soon as you put that baby on, on mama's chest, it's all over. Right. And that pain wears away because of the joy of what you created and, and God bringing literal life, you bringing life into this earth. Right. And I I think it's really healthy to think about things that way too, in terms of like, when you win Miss Utah, when you win Miss Iowa, when you win Miss Minnesota, whatever that is for you, the joy of that promise, it, it helps wash away all the hard work, not the hard work, the, the hard days, the hard emotions, all the things that you had to grow through, all the ways that you had to grow in your leadership that were not fun and not convenient, and all the times you had to say no to things, all the times you had to say no to going out or drinking at the bars because it was wasted extra calories because you had a vision and you had a goal for your life, right? There are certain things in pregnancy that you just don't do. It was funny, a couple weeks ago I was at the gym and I was like, man, I'd love to go play pickup basketball. There were some guys, you know, playing and stuff and I hadn't played in a while and I was like, oh, this would be such good cardio. (laughs) Then I remembered how tired I was all the time. Not that I couldn't have, but I was like, you know, I felt a check in my spirit where I was like, yeah, probably not the best idea to have a bunch of people you know, elbowing you directly in the gut and getting the wind knocked out of you because I'm a post player, right? Like I'm not a guard where there's a little bit less contact and you're just shooting threes all day. And I just felt a check in my spirit where the Lord was like, yeah, no, probably not a good idea. And I was like, okay, right? And and then there are other things that the Lord's like, get off your butt and, and do it. Like stop, you know, feeling sorry for yourself. And I have to get up off my butt and do it, Right. And so this is where it's super important to be able to have those conversations with yourself, those conversations with the Lord, and to have a coach, accountability, you know, people around you that you can talk to, that can tell you when you're off track, that can pick you up when you're down, and that can also be there to say, that's not good. That's not going to help you win. This isn't in alignment with your goals. Let's try something else. And I just feel so blessed. I want to give a shout out to my current Academy clients. This is a really special group of women this year. And, you know, we're still onboarding for our new class right now in 2024. And it's been, you know, we had 10 or 11 or 12 new clients this month, which is super exciting. And my goal is to get that to a pretty big number by the end of March, because this really will be the last class of people that get all of me (laughs) in the capacity that it looks like right now. I was even just writing out my schedule earlier today of what it's going to look like when baby comes. And I'm primarily putting my work hours on Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. And Not Mondays and Fridays. My husband and I shoot our YouTube show on Mondays and we're running a church on Sundays. And so it's like, man, I need a day off. This isn't going to, you know, the current status quo of how things are is not going to work for the next season. And that's okay. You should refresh. You should press reset. You should change things about the way that your operating system works for new seasons. If you get a new job, if you still deployed the exact same things that you did in your last job, according to their bylaws and values and systems and all these different things, right? If you're a totally work from home company and yet you're showing up to a building every day, that's going to be pretty weird, right? It's just not the way that things work. It's unnecessary. And so make sure that you assess the current season that you're in and ask the Lord and say, 
you know, God, what, what does this look like in this season? What does this look like for me? What are the things that I need to pull some weeds from things that have pretty deep root systems, but just really aren't working for the goals and the dreams? Where have I let go of the vision? Where have I let go of the promise? Where is that unclear? Where is that not making sense that I needed to spend some time thinking? I need to go back to the drawing board and really reconnect with my why, reconnect with why I'm doing this and why the hard days are worth it and why the two hour gym sessions are worth it and why, you know, investing in a coach is worth it when I could put my money on going to this music festival or I could go out to eat every weekend or, or whatever, you know? And so again, just a special shout out to my clients in the Academy. You guys have such clear goals, which I thank you for allowing us to help you with. And we've had some real conversations this year, you know, all the way back since July of last year, when Many of you guys started working with us and I hope that for any of you guys that are listening that you have been able to internalize your progress so far and you've been able to internalize with gratitude how far you've come because the other side of this coin is, you know, we can get so clear about the promise and so clear about the future that sometimes we completely forget about how far we've come and we're not grateful for it. And if somebody were to ask us even what's good about us or what's good about what, you know, what we've done the last six months, if we're only focused on the road ahead, then sometimes we can have an interesting, how do I want to say it? When you try and talk about it, like if you can't celebrate your accomplishments too with humility and grace, and I don't mean false humility, by the way, false humility is like not attractive. It, it actually puts a barrier between people. That's a whole different conversation, but what false humility actually makes everyone around you feel awkward. So don't do that. Don't play that game. It's very popular in the South where it's like, oh no, you, oh no, you, I don't know. I didn't do anything. It's all the Lord. I'm like, well, no, like you had to get your butt to the gym. Like God didn't move the weights for you. Like we, I love Jesus. I do a lot. Right. But I got to move my own arm to get in shape. Okay. Jesus is not going to walk the treadmill for me and lose the weight while you're eating bonbons. Okay. So drop the false humility. It's not cute. Learn to accept a compliment and learn how to say, I'm proud of myself for that. And then, yeah, maybe turn the conversation back to somebody else or whatever. But if if it's important to be able to spotlight and say, look how far I have come. I have lost five pounds and I thought that was never going to be possible. Or, you know what? I am answering these kinds of questions better. Or I do have more confidence on stage. Or I am less afraid of making female friendships just thinking that everyone's going to stab me in the back or thinking that a coach is going to stab me in the back or these different things, right? So get a clear vision of what this next season looks like. What is that promise that you're waiting for? What is that promise that you're holding on to? For me, it's a beautiful, healthy baby, and we're so excited, so excited for what's to come at Powerhouse, you guys. We have our mastermind coming up March 15th and 16th. If you go to mastermind.powerhousepageantry.com, you can sign up. We have about 25 people coming so far, which is our biggest event ever, and we're definitely capping at at 30. And we typically don't even open it up to outside people. Everyone coming so far is either an academy or a powerhouse club member. And right now you still get an extremely huge discount if you are in um, either of those communities. So book a strategy call with me if you're interested in taking a step further and you want to have more conversations with me, more coaching and mentorship for not only pageants, but everything that God's doing in your life, spiritually, physically, financially, professionally, and relationally. We can help you with all those areas. We have certified life coaches on our staff. And like I said, I just hired 
like five new people. So our team's growing and it'd be my pleasure to speak with you and get to know you more. We specifically work in the academy with women from Miss America, Miss Volunteer America, and USA, as well as the Mrs. America and USOA pageants typically. Not that you can't be a part of a different pageant, just sometimes those pageants work better for that close relationship for the academy when it comes to that because there's just a little bit higher of a entry fee bar. I mean, all the things like that, just investment level in general kind of takes over your life more than a, let's say like a county fair pageant or another pageant that you're just competing in once over the weekend. And, and maybe there isn't further advancement for that. So you'll fill out an application on the strategy call. Just let me know as much as you can about your current situation and your pageant. If you're not sure what pageant you're doing yet, then we do have um, some mini courses coming out in the future where I think that's a great place to start. And feel free to poke around to other episodes of the podcast to help you make a decision about what pageant you're competing in. But hold off on the strategy call until you do know what pageant that you're competing in. Um, Otherwise, there's really not a lot that I can do to help you um, preemptively. It's just a bit early for that. So we'd love to serve you any way that we can. As always, if you have a question, just drop us a DM on Instagram at Powerhouse Pageantry, or you can submit a contact form on our website, powerhousepageantry.com. That's it, y'all. Thanks for letting me share the news, and I'll see you guys next week.